The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Retro Pop, your home for bi-weekly pop culture talk every other week right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, your host, and uh, I am alongside my man, my uh, my, my my main, what do I, what do I, call, I mean, how do I, my little green man or, or big green man? Your dog-faced gremlin. <laughs> I still remember. Uh, I'm Johnny Townsend. I still remember <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite uh, nicknames or whatever you want to call it for a pro wrestler ever was Rick Steiner of the Steiner Brothers, and they called him the Dog Faced Gremlin as if it was a compliment. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Real. Real nice. Rick. Rick was something else, man. Rick was a strange. He was cat. really good. He was very he was, good. He was quite good. I would never say crap to his face because he could destroy me but no he came local he can i think he was around here one time he can't he did a show around here but um but welcome everybody this is retro pop our theme of the month this is our last episode uh for this theme we actually just missed the cutoff i think right yeah the last day of the month of uh july is a saturday so um so this will be our last uh of our pop culture events episode and myself and Johnny have been in kind of in the cryptid kind of horror. I wouldn't say horror, uh, not horror, horror. I have a problem saying horror. I do too. It's I, so it's, tough. I hate it. Horror. Hate, it's hate, a weird word, horror. right? I yeah. hate horror, it. Horror, 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 Sounds like you're trying to start your engine. Horror, horror, And so we're continuing on. Last last time we were here, Johnny talked about uh, Bigfoot and the Patterson Gimlin film. Uh, today, I'm look. I'm gonna get to finally talk about something that has uh, been uh, um, I've been aware of, but not really have been able to talk about it with certain individuals. We're we, we just in general discussion. Uh, we're talking about the Kelly Hopkinsville goblins um so i'm really really excited to get into this one it's a crazy story um from back in the 1950s and it's a wild one it's it's something so um let's jump in into our personal history with the kelly hopkinsville goblins in august of 1955 my father and grandmother and some aunts and uncles had a great venture one night in the summer of 1955, this historian was approaching his 15th birthday and accordingly has a good memory of what happened that summer. It was a typical time growing up in Hoptown in the 1950s, typically hot in August. And so it was on that night, as I recall it, of about August 21st, 1955, that all Helicaluk broke loose in Hopkinsville. It's a fantastic little story. It has lasted all these years. 
I heard it from the main source, and that was my father, who in the story is Lucky Sutton, or Elmer Sutton. All right, so when I first discovered this, I think I mentioned it last last time we were here, um, I had no friends in high school, so I'd spend a lot... <laughs> I didn't mention that part. You guys should just get that by this point. Yeah. I pretty much lived a podcast. Here, I'll just so I, you, I, here's, a, here's a little bit of advice. If somebody tells you they have a podcast, they had no friends in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, my best friends are people. I mean, I, I see a couple of them every, you know, every week, but... Uh, my best friends are literally people I've never, some of them I've never met in my life or see at the bare minimum. Literally, literally you, yeah. like, this is the truth. You, uh, Chris, who I do history creeps with, yeah. are two of my closest friends. We've never met in person. Never met. Never. It's, I'm like that with Andrew, my co-host on Two Point. Uh, yeah, Andrew's a cool another, guy. Andrew's yeah. a cool dude. I've only met him three times um, in my life, twice in the same, like, week. So, um, so yeah, it's, it, it, it's crazy. But I spent a lot of time... Uh, you know, back in like just you know when I wasn't like in sports or something, I stay up late. Man, we got a computer. I, I they put me in the basement too. My parents put me in the basement. I just lived down there, so I had the computer as long as I wanted to. So I could stay up till eleven, twelve o'clock at night. I just do some googling and Wikipedia in it, Wikipedia in, and I would go to bed. Um, when I was done, and I came across this one because I was just fascinated with the cryptids, right? Bigfoot, uh, the Loch Ness monster. Jersey Devil, Mothman, all that stuff. I came across this story, the Hopkinsville Goblins. I was like, whoa, what, what is this? Like, are these like actual goblins? Like, what's what's the deal with this thing? Because the stories are such, so, like, such a cool thing for me. So I click on it and I read it. And I remember just finishing the story, exiting out of the uh, the search, the this. <laughs> Xing out of Wikipedia and just going to bed and put the covers over my head because I was like, that scared the crap out of me. Yeah. You know, I have this like the 50s are a very fascinating time for me, um, you know, to kind of learn about aside from the racism. It was actually a very interesting. Um, it's, it was actually a very interesting time period. In fairness, you can say about any decade aside <laughs> yeah, you, from the racism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're technically right. Um, the 50s like is it is very like mystical, like we to time period for me right where it's post-world two world war two and just all this stuff like technology is really coming along right foot like sports television uh radio is kind of you know still pretty big but technology is really coming a long way and i just have this eerie picture of of the 50s as far as like you know well we're going to space right we're trying space it's the, the big space race with the the soviet union so you know, UFOs really like blow up UFOs, alien talk really blows up in this time period. It's not it didn't debut in the late 40s or, you know, 50s. It had been around for generations upon generations, but it really, really, really blew up. And if you had a, a story and experience with extraterrestrials with UFOs, you know, it's, it's a little bit of notoriety first and foremost. But secondly, I mean, the people loved it. People were fascinated by it. Um and like it just it, it's really hard to put into words what I'm trying to say. But um, like this story scared the crap out of me. Like it it, it really like scared me, especially when you, you read the, you know, just some of the, the minute details of, of, of the experience, the um, where they were at. You know, it's down down, you know, in Kentucky, which is, you know, um, 
you know, at the time, I don't think it was as like technology. Like if you lived in New York City, you definitely have like the best of the best when it comes to technology. This is like a cabin down in the down south, essentially, um, you know, that that had didn't have a lot of amenities. And it's just them and these things, just you know, it, well, obviously we'll get into it. But it was a very peculiar story. I've only seen it talked about maybe once or twice on like a documentary or anything like that. I know you guys did an episode on it for History Creeps at one point. Um, but I, I've been familiar with this for probably 15 years and I've never really like, I can't just, there's not too many people where you're like, Hey, you want to, let's talk about the Kelly Hopkinsville goblins. You know, it's, it's like one of those, it's one of those things. It's like my obsession with the weather channels. Like one of those things where you just have to save it for the right moment, yeah. um, to, to be able to talk with, to, to people about and, and appreciate it, you know? So well, that's why we're friends. Cause I appreciate both the weather channel and <laughs> this story today that's still low-key one of my favorite episodes i've ever chosen yeah. so <laughs> i love that we have that in our like i can point back and say we we do everything we and did. if somebody questions that can be like point to that episode we did the weather channel so <laughs> i dare you to question me again <laughs> but i'm i'm with you uh, i have always since a young age been fascinated with paranormal and ufos and yeah. aliens like all that stuff has just fascinated me I mean, some of my favorite shows growing up were Unsolved Mysteries and uh, X-Files and stuff like that. It was just shows that I loved growing up, and that really fueled my need to search these stories out. And I first heard about this story when I was really young, and we have – I'm assuming you have these up where you're at, Matt. We have uh, – on Saturdays in the mornings, people in the – and they still do this to this day – uh, people around will have yard sales yes and and uh, that's just where basically people go out from their front yards and try to sell stuff and uh, and we've we stopped at this one house and i distinctly remember this and i wish i still had them because i wore these things out they had two graphic novels uh, aka uh, i'm a nerd so i call them that but uh, uh comic books long form comic books basically yeah one of them was about NASCAR legend Richard Petty, <laughs> and the other one was about strange UFO encrypted sightings, mm. but it was all done in comic book form. So I gobbled these things up, and I must have read that book, but honestly, both of them quite a lot. And they, and for since then, I was like, this is uh, this is so fascinating. So, uh, as a guy who legit has gone through uh the blue book stuff <laughs> that's how much i'm into this stuff uh I, this is one of the more strange and odd cases that are that are there and also i used to go to and i still love this place honestly uh used to go to this church camp that was up in kentucky up in a uh I'm blanking on the name of the county, but it's a it's a very poor county. Right. But it's just surrounded. It's 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 there's no there's not many stores or stuff like that. It's just mostly uh people and woods is basically all it is. And that's kind of where this takes place. Yeah. So I feel very familiar with it. It's a beautiful place, but also if you're one time when I was going up, I remember the first time that I was able to drive up there myself. And uh, my GPS took me a weird way that I didn't recognize. I got a little scared. A little, a little bit of pee came out because I was in some <laughs> backwooded areas, uh, on some very uh, 
on some roads that were very suspect. Yeah. And because uh, <laughs> there's some people who just want their privacy and you don't want to interfere with it. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, that, that just, you know, to this day, I, you know, obviously, I mean, I do history groups, so it's, that should tell you. But to this day, I love this stuff, this UFO stuff, this uh, this paranormal stuff. This is just right down my alley. And as the uh, as we go through, you know, the government literally, uh, like less than a month ago, yeah. acknowledged that they're studying this stuff again. So. I'm very I, loved guys, I loved your guys' reactions on history creeps about that. You, they, they, like the government, like everybody just blew over it. Like they just admitted basically to everything we've ever talked about. Yeah, you know everything we've ever suspected. And you guys were like, are you, like, are you serious? Like nobody cared. Like the, nobody, legitimately nobody cared. Nobody was yeah. surprised. I found that very particularly interesting. That that they get blown over as much as it did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like it maybe trended for like forty minutes or something. <laughs> I don't even think it made an hour. Uh, but that's just where we are in society, I guess, <laughs> where something this uh, history changing as this is, uh, you What's, know. Uh, well, yeah. If What's even, that? The government admitted to UFOs? Oh, wait, look at Kim Kardashian go shopping. You know, it, yeah. it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, just think about it this way. If even just out of all these hundreds of thousands of sightings that are reported, if even one of them has a grain of truth to them, that is history changing. Yes. It is. And yeah. this one that we're going to talk about today, uh, I didn't want to give too much away because I, I can't wait for you to talk about it. It's just so bizarre and strange. And one last thing, uh, there was a time, and I think this is when X-Files was doing really well, uh, where I believe it was Fox because they had X-Files, but they would also do these specials uh, like they did like the uh, alien autopsy was one of them. Uh, which that would just, I was like, this is not real. I could tell from the, <laughs> from the aspect of it, but then they would do, they did this one and I wish I can remember the name of it, but I'm pretty sure it was based on this story. And it was, and I, and I remember watching it when I was younger and I couldn't sleep that night cause it freaked me out. <laughs> it was so good. But so yeah. I'm very excited to talk about this. Yeah, this should be good. I, I'm going to let off a lot of uh, 15 years worth of, of steam of, of talking steam doing this one of course you know johnny's one of the best guys to kind of ha- do this with so um so yeah so personal experiences out of the way let's get into the history of the kelly hopkinsville goblin incident kelly in 1955 was uh, very little difference from today it had a grocery store then and a restaurant service station couple of churches and a number of private residences. You see the little community of Kelly had grown up on the um, Chicago to Jacksonville line of the Louisville and Nashville Railroad, or as the hobos called it, the long and the nasty. My dad and his wife Vera had come in. They had worked with the carnival for years. And um, Billy Ray, which was my dad's friend at the time, and his wife June, they were all together. They decided to come in for the weekend. He wanted to come home, see his mom and, you know, his brothers and catch up and to see how things were going. And the night this occurred, they were all in the house, um, and there was 11 of them in the house. All right, picture this, Sicily. 19, no, I'm just kidding. We're not going back that far. Uh, we are starting, uh, this story begins on August 21st, 1955. Um, 
a man by the name of Elmer Lucky Sutton is at his farmhouse. He's having a big party, um, essentially a big gathering with family, friends, uh, a couple friends who are coming in just to visit them. Whatever. They're at their their house, their cabin. And there's no running water. There's minimal electric. I think there's no electricity at this point. Um, not a whole lot to this place. It's just them, you know, and the memories that they create. And sometimes it's one of the best things they can do. Um, anyways. So one of the one of the friends, Billy Ray Taylor is his name. He's drove from Pennsylvania to uh, all the way to Kentucky. He went outside to go collect some uh, water from the well. And while he was out there, he's seen this weird light go across the sky. All right. It's hovering. And of course, no, this is I mean, this is all claimed. He sees this weird light and then it drops behind the woods that are right behind their house. So. I know I would what I would I, I would be running. I'd be scared. Like yeah, that would freak me out. Have you ever have you had a UFO sighting, Matt? Unfortunately, I have not. I've known people who've said that they've seen them around here in Western New York. We get one every couple years. Yeah. But I this is one like I've I've had paranormal experiences with like ghosts and, and that sort of thing. UFOs is not unfortunate is unfortunately not one that I've I've gotten to see. So I feel like I feel like I've had one. Where it was some light that was moving strangely in the sky, and I couldn't, it didn't look like an airplane because it was just how it moved. And then, uh, you know, one of my best friends, Trevor, who has, I can say honestly, has never lied to me. When he was a kid, he saw what I believe I should have him tell his story, but uh, I think it was near his house. He saw one to the point where he even drew a picture of it. Really? Yes. Oh, I just got the chills. Oh, yeah. Shoot. So, uh, yeah, I love this stuff. <laughs> oh, it's so it's so peculiar. Like, I think I like I feel like I'm the kind of person who wants like a UFO experience, but I don't know if yeah. I can handle it. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Um, So, yeah, he sees he's filling the well water. He sees this object and yeah, it lands behind the woods and he's like, you know, it landed pretty like quickly and suddenly. But he was most peculiar. Like He was like, you know, there was no explosion. He thought, it, you know, there's it just said. You know, it, it fell. It just fell out of the sky. It was something that fell out of the sky. Um, There's no explosion. Just like a weird hissing sound is what he described. So he runs back in the house. He starts telling everybody. He goes, guess, you know, guess what I just saw? I just seen this flying object to land behind the woods uh, behind our house. And everybody just thought he was crazy because there was it was a party. Right. There was alcohol and stuff involved. And yeah. everyone's like, no, nah, you're, you're you're kidding. You're you're you slow down. Basically, you know, you're there's no way. Those things aren't real. They were, you know, anyways. So little, little bit of time goes by and uh, some of the dogs start to bark. All right. They have a couple dogs with them to start barking and they're aiming right at the woods area where Billy Ray Taylor, right? That was his name. Yep. I almost said uh, Billy Ray Cyrus, Billy Ray Taylor <laughs> um, that was said that the UFO had landed. And then, uh, and then they started seeing. So everybody starts coming outside. They start to observe. Like this is the perfect setup for. Like this is the perfect movie. Like just scripts. Like they, it just writes itself. So everybody starts to come outside, and uh, and they see that, you know, it's you know, there's there's something coming. All right, there's these weird. They call them. They're like these three foot, uh, like these three foot tall extraterrestrial figures. And they're coming towards them, and everybody runs in the house. All right, everybody runs runs in the house. They're panicking. Um, they're freaking out. They, I think I don't know if there's any ch- small children with them, but 
Everybody's pretty panicked. But of course, I, I feel like I think if I'm thinking correctly, there were younger people there for sure. Right. Because there's some that because uh, uh, I've watched some recent documentaries and they went back and talked to family members who are uh, if they were there when they said they were, they were obviously young. So. Yeah, yeah I, th- I mean, probably like early teens, preteens, nothing yeah. like small, small children, which would have been absolutely terrifying. But, um, yeah, they, so they start seeing these these creatures come towards them and, you know, it, it they, they start getting their guns, their rifles. And it's a just a huge shootout. There's a, a big shootout. They're shooting at these creatures that are approaching the house. One of them actually, you know, they're, they're and the crazy thing is like the, the way that these people, the, the, the story is depicted. These things are crawling on the roof. They're looking through windows. All right. They're looking like they're just creeping and peeping in. I mean, this is a lot cabin. I don't know what curtains and stuff. I, I don't know what they have, but these things are just like crawling everywhere, allegedly, and, and looking through the roof. The, the the people, the Suttons and all their friends are shooting at these things and nothing's like affecting them. All right. It's like those really hard bosses on video games where you have to do something to, to break their armor. Yeah. And then they start we. Uh, these these alien it's they hear like a metal tinging every time that they shoot at these things, all right, and it's it's having no effect. Just think about how freaky that'd be if you looked out your window and then some weird creature were just staring back at you. Yeah, <laughs> that's creepy. I mean, I, I I get easily startled. Like if I just looking out a window and seeing somebody that I wasn't expecting to be there is scary enough. But a creature with I, huge eyes allegedly yeah. and, and and all this stuff. It's when I was uh, my mind when I was a teenager. Um, and I remember this cause I don't think there's any way you'd forget this, but, uh, I, this is, we had a dog, a little dog and she always slept on the, the foot at the foot of my bed, which was near the window. Yeah. And one night, and it wasn't even that late. It was like maybe a little past midnight or something like that. She started barking and going crazy, which was not like her. It was very weird. And so I, I got up and looked at the window and this guy was just looking back at me. What? And uh and it really obviously freaked me out but this is how i know how i react to stuff i didn't even think about this i ran to the front door and as the guy was running off i was screaming at him (laughs) which in retrospect uh don't do that because he could have just turned around and had a gun or something and i was not thinking about that he was just looking he was just standing outside your window i think he was going to break in was his uh would be my guess but the dog was there i got we got really lucky uh, but that scared the freaking crap out of me, and it took me a long time to get over that. <laughs> oh my god, that's freaking! That's not even an yeah. alien; that's just a man. It's I mean, just a regular right person. person, right? Yeah, yeah. A, a creature that's you've never seen before, never seen in pictures, never you know, never had really properly described to you. You know, you see this thing, you just you don't know what, you know. There's only just speculation. So yeah, they're they're battling for I think from what I read, at least an hour, maybe two hours tops. And then they they pack the entire family up. They hop into trucks, uh, their vehicles, and they head to the local police station, which was about, I think it was a few miles away. That's 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 another thing that. Let me see the the, the distance. Um, yeah, it, it it's quite a ride a drive away, but it's one of those kind of towns where everybody kind of knows everybody. So the 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 chief of police in Kelly, Hopkinsville. Are um they they're very aware of this family and uh, they're 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 startled because these people come and uh, they're telling the story they're explaining that twelve to fifteen creatures roughly that they've been they've been in a, engaged in a battle with, shooting at, 
and they're explaining to the chief of police and the and the guys, you know, he's just he's taking it as best as he possibly can. I mean, that's again, that's not a problem you deal with every day, but you have to do, you know, you, know, you have to look at you have to you have to listen and and kind of make decisions rationally. So the the cops follow them back. There's also um yep, here's the thing. Uh four city police, five state troopers, three deputy sheriffs, and four military police from Fort Campbell drove to the Sutton farmhouse um and they they went to go investigate. They found gun shell, they found gun shells, they found holes in the walls, in several windows. You know, uh that's not something you do. You just don't do that, right? I, I, I would imagine. To your own house. To yeah. your own spot. There's something going on here. So it gets, uh, it, so they, they investigate. They do a little, you know, little investigating. It's probably, uh, they might be there for an hour or two as well. All right. So um, everybody leaves. They're like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll either A, this is BS or or B, we're going to take a look at this in the morning. We can see a little bit better. Everybody leaves, but um, but they come back. The goblins come back, and uh, they return about three thirty a.m. And it, another, I think, another firefight ensued, from what I understand. And the family packed up and just left and for the night. And they did not come back. So, and that was really the end of the main the 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 main story. It blew up drastically once media once once the media got their hands on this story about the visitation um their home their 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 home i don't even sure no this is a home i don't it might have just been like a like a cabin that they just had um for for visits for parties stuff like that flooded with media people everybody wants to come see and uh stay the night at the and, and see if they the, the the goblins come back they never do um they never do but it became like like they were like people were, just to deter people from coming there. They actually charged money um, for a time being, but eventually got so overwhelming. They just said, screw it. We don't want to, we don't want to do this anymore. So that's, you know, that's really the, 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 the big picture of the, of this, of this tale, you know, there's the, the police chief said, acknowledge it. Again, this family was very quiet, right? The, uh, the matriarch, uh, the, the, I think it was Billy Ray Sutton's mother, or not Billy Ray Sutton, um, but it was the Sutton, like, matriarch, the mother. Um, she was a very quiet, reserved woman. Like, she loved, you know, her, her big in religion, getting everybody going to church. She she wasn't in, into things for publicity, but she said, the, the police officer said, the police chief said, when he talked to her, when he was asking her questions, grilling her, they said there was a look of fear on her face that, you know, that he knew that something was really, up, like, really upsetting her, and that something was really wrong. So... Um, but yeah, since then, you know, it's been, I I don't know if it's like, it's like this big staple, the town of Hopkinsville slash Kelly. Um, they really own the history of it. They, they celebrate it. Um, they've made t-shirts out of it, this and that they've really owned up to the history, but, um, but other than that, you know, there's been no sighting since there's been no determination. There's really been no, uh, never, nobody ever really got to the bottom of the situation yeah there's a lot of theories of course as always are with these things like obviously one being aliens two being they were just really drunk yes Uh, three being like there's some pretty wild ones too uh kentucky actually has 
one of the it might be the world's it's one of the world's uh largest system of underground caves yeah and uh, some people are thinking maybe it's like linked to that somehow and uh so there's just all kinds of that uh, i've heard let's see what else what else are some of the one i heard little carnival workers <laughs> that would that's, be my favorite. That that's <laughs> one I read, and also I remember reading this too. Uh, Great horned owl, which yes. have big bright eyes. They get blamed for a lot of stuff. Uh, uh, they're also like Mothman. There was the that's that's one they thought was Mothman was the was yeah. This, it's like uh, oh, let's just throw the great horned owl under the bus. Yeah, that poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, it's like military exercises when there's actually a UFO. Let's yeah, just, let's just blame yeah. those. Weather so, balloon. Weather, yes, the weather balloons, weather balloons. So, um, but yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it in a in, in a nutshell. Um, you know, it, it's just it's a celebrated thing to this day. It's it's something that nobody wanted to you know to really, um, you know, you hear all sorts of crazy, ludicrous, maybe even sounding uh, UFO stories and people just looking for attention, perhaps. But this one was real. The people surrounding, you know, around it dealing with it investigating it uh believe that something was terribly wrong and uh and yeah that is that is the story of the kelly hopkinsville goblins uh johnny is there anything you wanted to add before we move on to the mad stats portion i know you're you might have a little bit more deeper knowledge into this at the very least most people agree that the people there felt they saw something at the very least whether that was a mistaken identity of something or it was legit what they said it was, uh, or if alcohol did play a part of it, either way, uh, they were obviously scared. They had shot up the place with guns. Yep. Uh, so something happened at the very least, something happened. And to this day, relatives and those who are still around from that family still claim to this story they have not changed or wavered from it they've kept to it no matter what no one of the family to my knowledge has come out and said that they were making this up no uh they've all stood by it and and this was even at a time there for a while where they were made fun of for it they were mocked for it and they yeah, still they, they thought cause, you know the charging for to, to come to their property they thought it was just a money-making scheme and and all this stuff they, they thought they were crazy i mean at that time it wasn't really it wasn't really accepted. Like you tell somebody now that he had a UFO experience and there's a good chance they're going to believe you. They're actually going to listen to you. And if you explain it well, um, yeah. back then though, you know, with how, I guess I wouldn't say uppity society was, this is, yeah, this is also less than 10 years removed from Roswell, right. From the Roswell right. incident. Right. So this is, this is from modern era. This is early modern era UFO stuff where it's unlike today, the interest isn't there as much. I mean, they got pretty big because this was also when Hollywood was making their movies uh, about this type, like the Davy Upstead Steel and all those things, that golden era of, of those type of films. But it's just something that people kind of took as entertainment. And uh, a lot of these sightings and such, especially this, like just imagine if uh, you heard somebody in your in your town claim they had a shootout with aliens right right that just sounds having a having a alien an alien sighting in the first place is strange but the fact that you had a shootout with a bunch of them is beyond bizarre right like that's just not something you're going to hear and 
if I was, you know, if you're drinking coffee and somebody says that you're going to have a spit take, that type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just something you're not going to hear. But to this day, uh, family members still claim that this happened and they've always stuck to that story. And to me, that says something uh, because we all know uh, the more people who are in on something, the harder it is to keep that secret. A hundred percent. And there yeah. was a lot of people there. Twelve people, descendants of the those people. You know, eventually yeah. somebody's gonna somebody's gonna fess up eventually. Right. But you you do make up a great point. Nobody's fessed up. Yeah, nobody and has. And the story has not changed. Yeah. So right. uh, to this day, we officially still don't really know. But that's that's why it's so fascinating, right? Because there's just so many aspects of the story that are just so strange and 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 odd. And yeah. Like why didn't they ever come? Like why didn't they come back? And like yeah. after that, after well, that, they probably didn't come because they got shot at. Yeah, you know? <laughs> touche. That's that. You know yeah. what? That would probably stop me from going twice. to a place. You know, they got shot at twice. If I got shot at twice, uh, you know, third time is on me. So I got to get away. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'm not wanted here. I won't come back. <laughs> <laughs> I get the hint. <laughs> Say no more, fam. All right. Um, so that's that, everybody. Let's get into the uh, the Matt stats portion of this episode. As the sun's light began to fade, Billy Ray stepped outside to draw water from the well. He saw something shaped like a saucer streak through the sky, trailing a rainbow of colors behind it. It settled down in the woods behind the house. When Lucky Sutton came out to check on his friend's seemingly outrageous claim, the two men saw something emerge from the woods. Coming toward them was a glowing three-foot-tall silver being. Its arms were raised in the air over its head, and it was floating. Unnerved and frightened for their families, the two men ran indoors. At first, their family wouldn't believe them until Lucky's mother, Glenny, saw it at the back door of the house. All right, so uh, we didn't really know what the heck we were going to do for some of our, like, the the stats portion, the did you knows and stuff like that. Those are always very, very fun aspects of the show. Um, and obviously, we couldn't really isolate our those special segments just to this incident. So I don't know where we're going to get to talk UFOs, aliens, extraterrestrials again. But we're going to take this opportunity to kind of lay some stats and, and, and facts about that sort of thing. So what I have here is from Stacker.com. And uh, it actually lists the uh, it ranks everybody's reported UFO every state. In the continental United States, uh, UFO sightings numbers roughly, and it gives a little story behind it. I'm not going to go too deep. I'm not going to read the parag- uh, the, the the description because every every single one says or, or mentions their most famous incident. I'm not gonna, not going to go through that. Also, I'm only going to read the top 25. Okay, uh, which is pretty fair. So, all right. So the 25th uh, state with the most UFO sightings is Maryland, which had about has about which has had about 1,300 reported um all time i wonder if they i wonder if they consider washington dc a part of that they uh they did district of columbia okay oh so, so it's got its own thing yeah that was actually okay. the uh, 51st ranked one it was the lowest ranked one yeah because there's been some over there of the white house even so yeah i remember back in the 50s i think 50s or 60s uh number 24 was minnesota 1482 reported uh sightings there the number 23rd state that comes in connecticut 1,496 reported UFO sightings. Number 22, Tennessee, 
1,556 uh, reported UFO sightings. Oh, that's crazy. I uh, just, uh, just glimmering over this story, so my apologies. Uh, 21, uh, Wisconsin has had 1,666 UFO sightings in its day. Uh, South Carolina comes in at number 20 with 1,759. Indiana at 19, 1,839 UFO sightings all time. Uh, number 18, Missouri, 1,870. Number 17, Massachusetts, 1,884 UFO sightings all time. Now, I don't know if they're separating this based on report like calls based on the same ones or if these are separate incidents. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I would assume separate incidences. I, I would assume so as well. Just yeah. kind of gathering that all together. Virginia, which makes some of these numbers absolutely astonishing. Um, Virginia has had 1,913 UFO sightings all time. Um, oh, that's interesting. Oh, Norfolk uh, Naval Station was one of the big ones, and I've actually been down that way. Uh, for, uh, excuse me. Number 15 is Georgia, 1,952 sightings. Number 14, New Jersey. Mm. 1,972, New Jersey. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, Colorado, it comes in at number 13, 2,187 reported sightings. Oregon at number 12, 2,316. Michigan at number 11, 2,475. North Carolina at number 10. Woo, we represent. Represent. 2,629. I wonder if they consider, like, uh, we have a very famous place called Brown Mountains. Okay. And we have the Brown Mountain Lights. It's a very famous light that shows up from time to time. Uh, that's literally like 30 minutes from where I live. And, uh, but it's like, it's throughout the, there's many places that have these where mysterious lights would always show up and they don't know if it's uh, what's causing it. Like they're still trying to figure it out. Really? Scientists are. Yeah. Uh, but it's pretty fascinating. So I wonder if they count that I've never seen them. I've been up there multiple times, but I've never, never seen it though. Hmm. Sadly. That's intriguing. That's really crazy. Uh, the North Carolina, let's see. They have the most famous one was, Greensboro. How far away is that from you? That's a good drive. That's a good drive. Okay. Yeah. Hey, there's some dude was taking pictures of birds and stuff, I guess, and he seen what he thought was a mysterious shaped balloon. And yeah, it was a lot. It was crazy. But they, we've yeah, had, there's we've had recent ones too. Uh, uh, I think a guy was, in Charlotte had a really good video that he caught recently. Oh, really? Yeah. I got to do some YouTube. I got I to gotta do some more YouTube. <laughs> I, uh, Remind me after you read this. I'll just tell you now real quick. Yeah. Uh, Discovery Plus is a, a streaming service. It's like if you can get it with commercials, it's like five or five bucks a month or something like that. I highly recommend it because the Haven has its own paranormal section with tons and tons of stuff. Everything from ghosts to whatever, like all kinds of documentary yeah. series and stuff are on there. Uh, but there's one that's exclusive to it. That's called UFO Witness. And it's from this year, like it's a recent show, and the first season's eight episodes. I think you would love it, Matt. Okay. Uh, this guy, this guy goes around, uh, uh, just uh, going through just all kinds of different, from famous ones, including the one we talked about today, uh, UFO cases to the ones you may not have heard of, and it's it's beyond good. I recommend it. Okay. No, I'm definitely have to get that. I. I'm always looking for new stuff. You know, we talked about the Bigfoot shows last time and yeah. how they never found a Bigfoot, but the UFO stuff is always they, they, there's always something concrete there. 
he he captures some stuff i promise you and uh it, you can get like a week or two free i think if you want to try it out I'm, okay if i'm thinking right yep. thank you for that suggestion or or uh, if you really want to check it out and i think if i'm able to you just wink at me if you know what i'm saying oh i see what you're saying yeah all right moving on number nine illinois state of illinois uh 2758 reported sightings all time ohio 3012 number seven state with the most ufo sightings is uh arizona 3188 Number six is Pennsylvania, 3,517 reported um, sightings. Interesting, interesting. Uh, Number five is a great state in New York. Not really that great. Looks cool. You know. Anyways, uh, UFO sightings, 3,830. The most recent one, they had a big one in Queens, which is pretty... uh, Oh, I think I did see video of that. That's pretty crazy. You had a famous one where... I don't remember his name, but like a uh, somebody in Congress or somebody witnessed one in New York City. Let's I see. can't remember. I can't remember his name, but it's a very famous one. Okay. Interesting. Um, there's one in PA. That some oh, I think Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman was like, or, oh, I didn't, it's that's something else. My apologies. Yeah, I'm sure there. I'm sure there's been a, a bunch. And man, oh, I just want. I want like some alien proof. I want yes. some alien proof. I think we all do. I yeah. think we all do. Yeah. Uh, number four. I don't know if I said this yet. Texas, three thousand eight hundred forty-eight sightings. Number three is Washington State, four thousand three hundred fifty-one. There's a huge jump. Uh, Florida comes in. Holy Christ! Florida comes in at number two, five thousand eight hundred twenty-six. Oh, any surprise there? <laughs> And here we go. The biggest jump. California yep. has had 10,333 reported UFO sightings. Um, this is also the home they have. Uh, they host the annual UFO. It's like the UFO conference and stuff there. Actually, they do it. There's uh, it's it's pretty wild. So those are your top 25 uh, states with the most reported UFO sightings. Let's on an, head on over to Johnny's. Did you know? Well, that was it. The fight was on, and so they started shooting, and they they had a battle from the time it started till about 11, 11.30 that night until they finally got a clearing where they could run to Hopkinsville and get help. They had no phone, so that was the only thing they knew to do. The men claimed that the creatures were protected from the bullets by some sort of armor and would quickly return. By the time the night was over, you had police officers, you had reporters, you had people from Fort Campbell all out there traipsing around the land trying to figure out, you know, what happened that night, and they couldn't find anything. The only thing they could find was shotgun shells, of course, hoses, screens in the windows, woodwork shot off, and but no bodies. After the police left, the occupants of the Sutton home were to be terrorized again by three silvery beings until dawn. All right, for this, what I decided to do is to uh, bring out and just quickly discuss a couple of the more strange UFO sightings. Uh, some of these, if you're in the UFOs, you obviously recognize. 
because uh, some of these got fairly famous, but I thought these are some of the more stranger ones. Uh, so here we go. And I, of course, did not mention all of them because there's so many and I may want to cover them one day. So, all right. Number one, let's go with the, one of the biggest ones of all time, Matt. Let's go with Betty and Barney Hill. Uh, this oh, was a yep. yeah, this was a married couple. One night they were driving at night in uh, New Hampshire around that area when they noticed a light in the sky that seemed to be following them. And they couldn't figure it out. Like it was really strange. It kept it just was on their tail. It seemed like. And when they got home, they realized, hey, uh, we lost time. Uh, we should have been home way sooner. And then they looked at their clothes, and their clothes had. Uh, scratches and stuff like they were messed up clothes and their clothes should not have been messed up. And then it got more weird because they started having nightmares and such. So finally they go and they get put under hypnosis. And that's where the big story begins to unfold, where they felt like they had been abducted and aliens had actually done some experiments on them and that type of thing. And uh, Barney, uh, they, they both had different reactions to this. Barney would kind of go into a shell, right? Like he didn't ever want to talk about it after this because this yeah. got really, this made them famous. He never wanted to talk about it. Uh, but uh, Betty uh, sort of became like a champion of this stuff and very much embraced it. And we talk about it all the time. Uh, but uh, there's all kinds of stuff. I think some uh, uh, tales I heard that their watches had stopped and that there was like radiation in their clothes and stuff like that. So this was a really strange one. Uh, number two, we're going to talk about really briefly Barbara Lamb. Barbara Lamb claimed, and this is one of the more wild ones to me, that one day she was in her house, then all of a sudden appears a strange lizard like figure, like a, a lizard type reptilian alien appeared in her house. Now, side note, uh, in the UFO community, a lot of people who are really deep into this stuff. Uh, and it makes sense, but they claim that there's like different types of aliens. You got the, you got the grays or the ones you think when X files and stuff like that, uh, you got the reptilians, which is what this would be and the, et cetera, et cetera, just different types. But, uh, she claimed that he had like, you know, big yellow eyes, uh, looked a lot like a, a lizard of some sort, but he gave off very positive vibes as they would say today. Hmm. And she was like, he, she wasn't scared all of a sudden she felt calm. So, but when she went to like shake his hand or to greet him or whatever, he just disappeared and she never saw him again. Yeah. That's a strange one, right? That's very <laughs> peculiar. Yeah. All right. Uh, the number three, the Rua, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. The Rua Zimbabwe incident. This one's pretty wild, Matt. And uh, on September in 1994, uh, this is, of course, according to this report, multiple, multiple UFOs hovered near a school in, of course, Rua, Zimbabwe. And many, many, many witnesses, a lot of them children, claimed to have seen beings and they were terrified of these beings. They described them as having like big heads. They didn't have a nose instead of a nose, they had like the two nostril dots. Yeah. Whatever you call it. They didn't have a mouth, but they did have long black hair, which I found peculiar. Uh, and they were dressed in dark suits. And the other strange thing was the children claim, and they claim this to this day, by the way, uh, claim that they, uh, that these beings attempted to communicate with them, but they didn't talk. They used 
It had to be telepathy because all of a sudden you heard a voice in your head is how they would describe oh, it. Shit. Uh, basically saying the world was going to end or something like that. It was a warning to the kids. Uh, and they claimed this to this day. Uh, number four. The uh, I'm going to assume, Matt, I'm, I want to bank on you have heard of hearing of this one. The Rendlesham Forest Incident. Is this... Uh, this is in December 1980. It takes place okay. in, in the UK, but it's at a... Uh, of course, at the Rendlesham Forest, but here there is a U.S. Army base, and they get reports of str- they get reports of strange lights in the woods, and they go and investigate it, and they actually find a object, and they even try to touch it. They even see weird, strange writings on it, and I, they, this happened a couple of times. I did read this one. I did. I did read this one. In- yeah, and you can actually go back and find the recordings because uh, some of the soldiers uh, who were there. Where you can actually hear in real time them discussing this because it was recorded and kept on record. So it's pretty wild to hear because they're obviously seeing something. Yeah. Trying to maintain their cool because of their job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty wild. All right. Number five, the Melbourne 350. On April 6th, 1966, more than 300 kids and teachers at West All High School in Melbourne, Australia witnessed what seemed to be five planes trying to capture a ufo and they all saw this they all actually ran out of the school looked up in the sky and just watched this happen and this ufo eventually just took off and it was never obviously never captured but what makes this even more wild is i think we've all heard besides the movie of the men in black right yeah but in ufo lore these men in black are real and they come after a sighting and this they claim this happened then men in black showed up at the school and told the kids that hey you didn't see anything men of, the men in black are a legit like exciting uh thing to kind of pursue i uh, remember yeah. the one from dan Aykroyd? yes yes that one's crazy yeah that one's crazy yeah uh yeah it's not just uh tommy lee jones no uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to end it with this. Uh, the Kecksburg UFO. This happened in Pennsylvania, December 9th, 1965. This is kind of the sister incident to Roswell. Uh, multiple people in Kecksburg, Pennsylvania uh, report, and it's not actually just in Pennsylvania, but uh, across the some of the states, I think even in Canada, they reported this light heading that way. And But in Kecksburg, Multiple people there report something crashing there in the woods uh, from the sky. And it kind of lit the place up. And they reported it. And where this gets even more strange is the place where it, and I'm using that in quotation marks, whatever it was, landed was fairly quickly sealed off by authorities on the order of the U.S. Army. And then the U.S. Army moves in. And there's multiple eyewitness reports of this who kept people from going down there. And then at some point, some people reported that uh, some people in hazmat suits went down there. And then the biggest report though, is they took a big truck down there with a big bed on it. And when that truck came out of the woods, it had something on, on the trailer covered in the tarp that you couldn't see. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's the big report out of that. Uh, But that's the Kecksburg UFO incident in Pennsylvania. Those are just some, if you're really into this stuff, you can. F- there are so many wild and 
and fascinating UFO sightings throughout our history. And as Matt said, this is not a recent thing. Even in like old famous paintings, there are some strange UFOs in this. In the background, Uh, I forgot. Yeah. There's one of I'm blanking on the name of it, but a very famous painting has too. a UFO flying in the in the. It's background. not Mona Lisa. No, it's not Mona Lisa. No, it's not Mona Lisa. No. But it's but it's one that's as almost as famous. Uh, as almost that. as old as yeah, almost as yeah. old and, and probably almost as famous. There's like triangle flying ship objects. It's yeah, it's it's the craziest thing. They've always existed, but you know, with the boom of technology, it's been easier to kind of record these incidents and, and really make yeah. it become widespread. Yeah, because so, everybody has everybody has a decent camera on their phone now. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean even. Even down to if you're reading the Bible, there are some strange sightings in it. Yeah, that could be UFOs if you take it that way. So, oh yeah, so so just so so many, you know. Yeah, many, you know the movie the Fire in the Sky based on a true story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see, I left some of them out because I I won't want to cover those later. But no, yeah, that's of a course, big one. of course, that's a big one. Phoenix, that's Lights, a big one for sure. Ton, 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 ton of really yeah. cool ones that we will. Yeah. yeah, the Phoenix Lights were also very big. Uh, those were in Phoenix. That was in the nineties, I believe, where these series of lights would show up in a V formation, and like hundreds and thousands of people saw them, yeah. including, I believe, um, Kurt Russell of all people. I think. I he think had, so. I think he had a sighting. And there's vid- there's video of that on yeah, there's video of that on YouTube as well. Like that's a very easy easily found video, yeah. and it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, to the point where they had to have a press conference about it. Yeah. So that's how much of a big deal that was. But yeah. Uh, so if you're into this stuff. A lot of fun things you can look into to really uh, discover more. But, Matt, uh, that's all it is we have for uh, Johnny's Did You Know? Let's get into where this these goblins, where are they in today's, and, and UFOs too, let's throw in both, yeah. in today's pop culture. And then a new invasion of Kelly took place. By 7.30 the next morning, Everybody in this community knew that a spaceship from Mars had landed in the outskirts of downtown Metropolitan Kelly. They were coming from everywhere. Magazines were coming out. Um, That night it happened, Kentucky New Era came out. They sent a reporter out then with cameras and everything. People were camping out in their yard waiting for them to come back. People were walking through their house and taking things as souvenirs and it got really, really bad. But over the decades, public sentiment began to change, and the Christian County community began to take pride in the story. There's an exhibit at the Penny Ryle Museum, and in 2005, the Hopkinsville community celebrated the 50th anniversary of the Kelly Green. Well, I'll start off with the goblin aspect, these little Hopkinsville goblins. I think this might, I did read this, and it made, it made, it made a lot of sense, that the depictions of the Hopkinsville goblins have been like the influence on a lot of extraterrestrial uh the basis of i I think of extraterrestrial um and what we think of them as today right the big eyes the big the the bigger shaped heads um sometimes smaller stature yes so the smaller stature this was like the foundational and this like looking at some things we've always been aware of the ufos right the ufos have always been in intriguing um but that was the UFO sightings were the bulk of extraterrestrial um, sightings back in yep. the day. Little Green Men. This is the birth of it. This incident is like the the kind of Little Green Men is kind of the birth of the. Uh, uh, it stemmed from the the Kelly Hopkinsville incident. Is kind of the birth of the Little Green Men uh, kind of thing that we all like 
refer to, you know, a lot of aliens, extraterrestrials as today. Um, but alien culture, it, it's it's so rampant. It's so, uh, I think, beloved. I think it's one of those things where people like, you know, they yeah, they, they're they willing like, yeah, let's let's do let's have proof. And, you know, uh, maybe someday it won't be so good, <laughs> like if we actually get invaded and stuff. But like there's tons and tons of movies about this sort of thing. I loved the movie Signs. I love the movie yes, Signs. I do, too. Yeah. I watched it. I would I got it for Easter one year and I would watch the whole thing. And then when it was done, I rewind it, watch it all over again. That's how obsessed with it that I was is because, you know, just alien culture is so prominent. We love the idea of it. You know, there's, you know, there's horror, horror movies uh, based on aliens. And there's also very uh, just uh, just intriguing ones based on connecting with with aliens. And I forgot who said it. my mom told me like years ago, she was watching the news like uh, it was probably pre like before I was even a thing and some doctors, somebody said, you know, on the news that it would be some, I'm not quoting it verbatim, but uh, paraphrasing here, but it would be ignorant to think that we're the only beings in the universe in the yeah. grand universe. Yeah. So um, I think that is that, that mystery, that desire for uh big culture, like a, just, just alien culture, the desire for alien culture is going to keep, you know, UFOs, aliens, uh, and this incident, I think, in the minds of everybody for a very long time. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you, I mean, UFOs and aliens have been in, ingrained in pop culture since, you know, highly ingrained in pop culture since the 50s. So I don't really see that going anywhere. If anything, it's going to get even more major. I mean, some of my more popular forms of entertainment movies and TV shows, the yeah. big ones that had really good re- ratings and such <laughs> are alien-based. Uh, you know, X-Files, like I mentioned before. Even down to Star Wars, right? Uh, so yes. uh, aliens are just ingrained in our pop culture today, and that's just not going to go anywhere. So uh, they're here to stay, and I'm with you too. Like, I agree that uh, this universe is so vast, and to think that we're the only living creatures on any planet just seems really full of ourselves to think that. Yeah. Uh, but I also kind of feel sometimes that if these beings have such, uh, such, uh, you know, high technology and are so much more advanced than us, uh, the reason that they're visiting us has to be to, to have a good laugh, right? <laughs> oh, you would have to think so, yeah. right? Well, what do they have to do if, if they've been had flying spacecraft since the, the 16, 15, 1600s in our yeah. time and probably before that? Yeah, it, it, it's, yeah. It, it's, we got to be so backwards to them. Yeah. There's a very, a funny episode of of South Park where they uh, the the kids find out that uh, Earth was actually just one big reality TV show for other aliens, <laughs> yeah. and I kind of feel like that might actually be true. <laughs> so. I I would say I would definitely say so. I would definitely say so. Yeah, yeah, it, it's yeah, alien extraterrestrial. It's so cool because we connect we connected to a lot of things, right? Ancient aliens. Yeah, you know, is is one of those shows that does a really good job of, I think, keeping up the interest in 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 extraterrestrial culture. You know, yeah, the, that show's the, been around forever, by the way. I was long when time. I up how many deceptively, seasons. deceptively yeah. long time. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. But even even, uh, you know, we have all kinds of aspects of how we think. Uh, when we meet aliens, is going to be? Is it going to? They're going to? You know, obviously, a lot of them are in our pop culture it's uh aliens are wanting to take us over that type of thing but also you got your shows like your movies like et yeah and stuff like that where honestly we're the bad guys 
And yeah. I think either one could be possible. <laughs> that's that's the fun mystery about it. I think that's what keeps people like us uh, crawling back to uh, to this this conversation always. So that is a wrap. Uh, this week's episode, everybody, the Kelly Hopkinsville Goblins. It is in the books. Next month's theme, professional athletes, uh, sports stars, however you want to describe this one. Johnny gets choice. You will get first choice for this month. And Johnny, uh, who are we going to be discussing uh, for our first episode of the month of August? During his time, he was one of the wonders of the world. And he became, and I mean this pun, a giant icon. Uh, Andre the Giant. We're going to discuss the life of Andre the Giant, how big of an icon he became and still is. Uh, There's a really great documentary on HBO Max. I highly recommend. I'll probably go back and watch it before we record this. uh, But yeah, we're going to discuss the life of Andre the Giant next time. I am elated. We did our pro wrestling one several months ago. And I know Johnny, you've been you were met you were you were asking me, man, should we do could we do Andre at some point? I mean, I you didn't really say that, but I knew you you there was an itch there that to. had to be scratched. Yeah. You definitely wanted to. And Andre is such a integral figure in the growth of pro wrestling and the world of sports, pop culture. He fits this, he fits the bill for the show perfectly. So that's what we have to look forward to, everybody. The first step, it'll be literally drop August 1st, that it will drop. So uh, make sure you tune back in for that. Listen to our Andre the Giant episode. We thank you so much for uh, your support on our wonderful show. Um, the listens, just the shares, everything, everything. It means so much to us. And we thank you. Stay safe out there, everybody. Um, and if you have little green men kind of coming to your house, just get in the car and leave. All right, yeah, just and, don't shoot them. Yeah. And remember, the truth is out there, and it's probably on Retro pop. Celebrity stories on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere we can absorb information from every day. But what about the people in our hometowns who make the world go around but don't get any recognition for it? Hi, I'm Dan Torres, and my podcast, Your Average Ordinary, focuses on those people. Those people that have extraordinary lives, jobs, hobbies, talents that you may not even know about that you walk past on the street every day. Join me every Saturday as I'm joined with a new friend to talk about how their average ordinary life impacts so many others. And there's so much to talk about because there are so many different people. You like movies? We talk about that. You like acting? We talk about that a lot. You like video games? I'm always talking about video games. Join us every Saturday, Your Average Ordinary, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you can find.